Welcome to the Resources for Integrated Care webinar, Person-Centered Approaches to Support People Duly Eligible for Medicare and Medicaid. This podcast is excerpted from a webinar presented live on September 6, 2018. In this podcast, Sean Terrell, Special Assistant to the Director at the Centers for Medicaid and Medicare Services Office of Minority Health, provides an overview of person-centered thinking, planning, and practice. Thank you. Well, uh, thanks for having me here. Um, and I'm just going to go quickly through a couple of overview points um, on how we, and I, I think, you know, I don't want to, I can't speak for everybody in the uh, Department of Health and Human Services, but I think generally this is certainly ACL's approach and um, and um, starting point in a way. And also I think we, you know, we're, we're, we're really getting a, a pretty tight consensus around this, around the department. So first, um, you know, we, we've we needed to really think about person-centered planning beyond just the fact of or the um, the sort of act of doing a person-centered plan with a person and their and or their family with um, and 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 think about it beyond that. We've learned over the four four decades or so that person-centered planning has been around in the home and community-based services world, that if you just teach people how to how to do good planning with people, what you end up is a good plan, but um, the implementation of those plans uh, often falls apart. Um, and so, um, you know, we have a three-part thing. Can you go back to the slide real quick on this, uh, the, the previous slide? Sorry, this one, yeah. So we, we build it in, we build three, three things into this, uh, you know, uh, there's a way of thinking about how we interact with people, right? And so we have to learn some thinking skills and some and some tools to help us sort of prompt us to stay um, disciplined, basically, in that perspective, which is very, very heavily uh, focused on listening, not jumping to conclusions, being aware of our biases, and it's sort of uh, uh, really, really becoming a um, response respondent to the individual. Then there's a planning process, which we know is a, is a necessary component to this, uh, driven by the person, obviously, it's their uh, plan, right? Um, and then there's the practice where really everybody uh, engaged in these systems uh, from from the, the frontline worker doing personal assistance to all the way through, you know, IT people, people who do finance, you need to have a basic understanding of what this is about and um, uh, need to help support the uh, systems change that is most generally necessary to implement um, the, a, a good plan and to give people the space uh, and latitude to do so. And so that includes quality, includes, you know, looking at your policies and procedures, look at your reimbursement structure, um, et cetera. So it's a really a systems, um, a whole systems approach that we're, we're considering here. You could go to the next slide. <clears throat> And so, um, you know, we, we we're aware now, you know, that I guess we've we've been aware, but you know, social determinants of health are are have been clearly established as 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 important mechanisms to focus on in order to help um, improve and uh, support general health uh, and also specific, obviously, uh, health conditions. Um, and you know what we would what's sort of interesting from the home community based services perspective is that home community based services again has been around for forty years um 
you know, that's the focus is on social and cultural and um, uh, um, social psychological sort of issues, um, and ecological issues as well for people. Um, and so we've been doing this for a long time. And the thing that sort of we want to keep uh, a, a little bit of clarity on on this question is that most of the services that we provide in home and community-based services address one or more of the social determinants of health. Um, and we, I circled a, you know, a few of the of the subcategories within the of a broad category, the broad categories of social determinants, and <clears throat> that these um, services um, support obviously the, the the health outcomes, right? But also have an independent uh, aspect to them. That having social relationships is good, you know, meaningful social capital, social support is good on its own terms. You, you don't really have to have the health outcomes in order to say that this is a good idea for people or that people need this and want this, right? That's just one example. Having a job is good, you, you know, having a place to live. These are obvious things that are independent of how they um, may or may not impact health. So so that these, uh, uh, luckily there is overlap, but there is also that, that, that question of of just giving, helping support people in the way that they would like to live. And sometimes these things do clash. And this is important, and that we have to find the balance here and help people help people uh, support people in finding that balance for for themselves for each person. So that's sort of the a little bit of the interaction between these two concepts. Go ahead, next slide, please. Um, so what we've sort of have a, a, a kind of a vision within ACL, and and again we're we're you know have pretty broad consensus around these things. That uh, one of the around some of the challenges that exist right now. For instance, one is people don't always know what to expect. There's not a lot of understanding out there about what to expect from the individual perspective from a person-centered planning process. We seek to sort of change that and, and create a bit of a demand for good, solid um, uh, person-centered practices. Okay, from the from the consumer side. Uh, People, you know, which sort of begs the next thing, which is that people who facilitate the planning processes have some level of competency. And so we, over the, you know, over time, this is a vision statement, right, uh, would seek to um, uh, create some clarity about what competency is and to make that as transparent as we can, just like we do with other professions, right? You need to be licensed as a social worker, et cetera. Um, systems are configured, right, as we talked about, to deliver this thing, that the whole systems are engaged in this process of transforming themselves to deliver things in a person-centered way. Um, and uh, quality that we have we have to develop some quality measures, which we are in the process of developing quality measures around person-centered planning that meet the level of rigor, say, of an NQF endorsement or you know an NCQA kind of um, level of, of 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 rigor, not not sort of see the pants back the envelope kind of stuff, but real real measures that you can hang you know value-based purchasing on, for instance. Um, and then that there's a continuous learning quite, uh, effort that's involved in this. That everybody's in a in a mode of trying to improve this. You know, it's sort of a platonic, ideal thing. And then I would add uh, one more point here, which uh, didn't make it on the slide, but that the people themselves who are who are who are end users of these systems, who use and need and use the services to support the life that they want to live, need to be engaged at all levels of uh, the systems that uh, are transforming themselves. Need to be uh, Highly uh, uh, part of the transformation process and need to be uh, considered as partners in um, in these, these processes. So next slide. I think that might be it for me. I might have one more. 
Any closing thoughts for your presentation, Sean? Um, that it's really good work, you know, and it's, it feels good to do it, I think, once you get into it. And you can, if, if, you, if, you, if you're in this, if your heart's in this work, this is like the center of this, you know, and, and, and so everything that you do, even if you're, again, in, a, in an administrative position, you know, focusing on how this affects the, the end user, the person who needs these services and supports, and keeping that at the very front of your mind is um, highly rewarding. So I would just encourage, encourage it that way. Thank you for listening. This podcast is presented by the Lewin Group and is supported through the Medicare and Medicaid Coordination Office at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. MMCO is dedicated to helping beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare and Medicaid have access to seamless, high-quality health care that includes a full range of covered services in both programs. To support providers in their efforts to deliver more integrated and coordinated care, MMCO is developing technical assistance and actionable tools based on successful innovations and care models. To learn more about the current efforts and resources, please visit our website or follow us on Twitter for more details. Our Twitter handle is at integrate underscore care.